I don't know why I fucking I fucking split. <laughs> why why'd you split? <laughs> I don't know. I had like a foot pedal and I just like hit it. God damn it! I'm an idiot. Oh, that's good. What's good, man? It's your boy Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is the Virtual Homework Podcast. What? Welcome. A little too energetic right now. I got to tone it down. I don't really know how. Uh, all right, well. I have no energy, so, I mean, we'll uh, we'll cancel each other out. We're like the yin and yang. You're not energized after watching a new American classic in cinema? Dude, <laughs> that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, interesting movie. Actually, let's... No, no, stop for a second. What the fuck did you make me watch before this? Well, I, w- I was going to say, let's let's switch it up and actually, so we're doing this video game and movie thing, and we've done video game first when we have done movies. Let's let's talk about the movie uh, first this first, time. And yeah. I'm, I think that kind of makes sense because, yeah, I made you watch An American Pickle, which is the new <laughs> movie. It, it came out like a week ago with I, Seth I Rogen. I, I don't know anything about movies, so you're just like, hey, watch this pickle movie after I sent a pickle Rick meme. Like, Turn himself into a pickle is the funniest shit I've ever seen. But yeah. but the main reason why we're we're going to talk about this first is because there was a little bit of an oopsie in in the scheduling of our podcast here. We we were basically going to record and then what what did you say to me, Dana? Oh fuck, I forgot to watch the movie. Yeah, so so we're actually we're recording deep in the night Gunther style. Um and we're we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about about American Pickle, while it's in Dana's head here, it's it's fresh. It is His definitely opinions... in my head. <laughs> like this movie was, uh, I enjoyed it. It was fucking like random as shit, though. It it is probably I... one of the stupidest concepts I've ever heard for a movie. Yeah, and like it it's also absurd. implemented pretty stupidly. Before we get into the actual plot of the movie and really what this is about, first of all, I know this is a new movie, so if you are not interested in getting spoiled we do have timestamps on all our videos uh we'll have a timestamp so you could skip the movie discussion if you want to get into the game uh but an american pickle is about a guy from the early 1900s who basically comes to america with his wife and during an accident at a pickle factory accidentally brines (laughs) himself for a hundred years and wakes up in modern day uh to his one living relative his great great grandson who's of course you know seth rogan yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It, Seth Rogen is the person who gets pickled, and he's the person who plays his great grandson. So uh, he has a horrible, like, Eastern European accent the entire movie. <laughs> there is a pretty much a flawless track record of movies where the person plays multiple characters. We're talking Norbit, probably one of the best movies of all time, where Eddie Murphy played four people. An American Pickle is. Does he, doesn't he play, like, four people in every movie? Like, he was every character in, like, Dr. Doolittle or, like,. The Clanks or whatever the fuck. Like, every movie he's ever been in, he's Has been person. Has Dr. Doolittle aged well? Honestly, I have no idea. Pro- probably yeah. not. No. I, I have no plans on seeing Dr. Doolittle. That's the movie next week, I'm I mean, you, you get to choose a movie next week. No, we're not. <laughs> but <laughs> Sorry, I completely sidetracked. I mean, I'm the one talking about Norbit. But, okay, let's let's talk about the movie here. So, I, I guess... Before we okay, let's talk about the movie. But before we talk about the movie, I, lo- I love that I'm I'm doing this here. What what uh, do you think about the movie? Sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Okay, so I'm a huge fan of like stupid as fuck movies. This was a stupid as fuck movie, and I was I was laughing at points. It, it was 
It was entertaining. Definitely. So so there's obviously a comedic element. This is a Seth Rogen movie, but it's it's definitely more yeah, yeah. dramedy than some of them. It's not like Pineapple Express. This is like there's some like touching moments in this movie. I thought for Yeah, and I hate that shit. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, I, I thought this would work like, better. I'm not, I'm not a fan of like phoned in. Like I it makes me like uncomfortable when there's like the phoned in like touchy feely like oh no like my family dad or type shit i mean i mean when you're when you're going 100 years in the future because of pickle brine your some of your family dies yeah dude <laughs> I, I i will say i thought it was relatively enjoyable as as a dramedy i i think the comedic aspects are where this movie shines there were some scenes where i actually was laughing out loud and i, I have them listed yeah. here when we get to them but i would rate this a solid i i don't regret it out of 10 like I, I wouldn't say it's an amazing yeah. movie by any means, but no, but it's like I'm not unhappy. I saw it. Like I'm glad you're like Dana watched this stupid ass movie. Like I, you know, it made my night better. It's better than Norbit. We'll say that much. We can at least say it's better than Norbit. All right. Well, um, to to kind of go through the plot here, and this is where it gets really spoiler heavy. So we'll have a, a section to skip. But warning, warning. You have this guy named Herschel, and he basically talks about his life in the 1900s. He meets a girl named Sarah, and there are two struggling Jewish laborers. Uh, this movie is actually uh, heavily Jewish, and that's not an issue. I'm I'm literally of Jewish origin, so I like I actually got a lot of this stuff. But uh, I'm actually so I, <laughs> I I I wonder if it was almost too Jewish for people who are not like from a Jewish background. There's like a lot of Judaism references, and I'm it's it's not like oh. Judaism bad. It's just like I don't really get what's happening right now. Did you, did you have any experience with that? I mean, it, it just it's just like general, you know, religious basically stereotypes and type shit. Uh, you know, they're making you know Polish people jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. So so they're struggling Jewish laborers. They're very poor. Um, they basically they fall in love and they get married, but then the Cossacks, which I guess is what they called Russians back in like 1919, um, rampage their village, killed everyone except for them. Uh, I, I wonder why they were spared. But uh, basically, they decide that they have to move to America. They have nothing in uh, the the fictional country of uh, Schlortz or something like that. I, I don't Schlortz or some yeah, shit. I don't get why they had to like make up a country. Like they could have just said like Cop- copyright. Cop Russia is copyrighted. Yeah, dude. Um, but but yeah, it, it was kind of weird that they made up a country. I, I guess for comedic effect, it didn't really work very well. But anyway, they moved from Schlortz, it's just like Slavkor, or or whatever it's called, to America. He gets a job as a rat uh, smasher. It reminded me of Always Sunny with uh, Charlie with his rat rat stick. He's trying to smash rats at the pickle factory. He falls into a vat of pickles, and the factory's condemned. A hundred years later, these kids with the drone find him there, and he is <laughs> discovered. Uh, and, and sent to like a science lab where I, I like that they, they basically had a reporter ask, how is this possible? It seems really not possible. And their explanation is, oh, the scientist explains that it's, it's very possible and everyone's happy with it. So they, they lampooned the fact that their movie is so unbelievably stupid. They, they, they literally, yeah, they just string everything along. There's like, fuck it. We're not going to go deep into this. Just, just deal with it for the sake of it kind of thing that's like a lot of this movie is just suspend your disbelief and just kind of be oh yeah 100 percent. in it this movie takes itself like i mentioned the dramedy so like for the, like the touching moments it takes itself like a little a little too seriously but then there's like completely opposite like this is the stupidest scene i've ever seen in a movie like doesn't take itself <laughs> seriously at all um and I, I think that's just self seth rogan honestly seth rogan has a certain brand of comedy oh, yeah. uh, I, I don't seth rogan's also really polarizing do you like seth rogan i know a lot of people that actually hate him take it okay so when i say is polarizing Um, i just feel i just i just my problem is i feel like he's in a lot of like five out of ten movies okay 
I like that I said he's a very polarizing figure, and I'm like, oh, he's okay, aka the the most milk toast opinion on him. Well, well, like, <laughs> well, well, for example, like polarizing to me seems like either you like him or you hate him. Like polarizing, you're on either sides of the polar. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm like, eh, you know, I'm not like like Larry the Cable Guy. I will, you know, come at that. I'll come at him. But not a fan of Larry. Seth Rogen's all right. I fucking hate. I him. I don't think I've ever actually seen like I all I know is get her done. I don't know if I've ever actually seen. Dude, it's not funny. He's like get her done, and these fucking stupid people are like ha ha ha. That's all right. Writing down it's Larry like, the no. Cable Guy movies for 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 movie choices here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, um, the the movies is it's pretty easy to sum up. Literally, he comes to the modern era. And he tries to live his life. Yeah, he you know he basically like he initially thought he had no one. He's basically told that his wife is dead. Obviously, like there's like a funny scene. He's like, "Are you sure she wasn't also brined and pickle?" I was like, "Yeah, we're, we we made sure that she was also we're, not." We're brined. pretty sure he punches him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, they discover that he has a great grandson, uh, his only living relative, who is a app developer uh, that lives in Brooklyn. Uh, his both his parents died in a car crash, who gave him a grant to make his own app. So he's basically. Uh, just living as a complete fuckboy hipster in New York. Yeah, that's literally everyone who interacts with this movie is a fuckboy hipster. Yeah, this, this movie is, like, weirdly anti-hipster. I mean, like, I don't care about hipsters, really, but, like, I feel like the, like, half the jokes in this movie are lampooning on hipster culture uh, because apparently, like, him in the 1917 clothing or whatever it was looks like a lot of the hipsters there. They ask, like, like oh, is that like vintage hipsters. and stuff like that? Yeah, he's like in a cemetery, you know, looking at like BuzzFeed on his phone, and it's like, what what do these you know cute pets say about your love life or some shit like that? Oh, one one more thing uh, before we get off the point of him like going a hundred years in the future. Uh, so there was like a time lapse, and like I thought it was so weird. I mean, it makes sense like uh, historically, but like there was like a time lapse of basically the city getting built up, uh, like from nineteen uh, nineteen to to when the movie came out. And, like, they yeah. had, like, the movie, uh, like, show New York City getting bigger and bigger. And then, like, they had, like, the Twin Towers fall and then get rebuilt. And I'm like, why did they do 9-11 in I this movie? I didn't notice that. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> you didn't notice that? No, no. No, it was, like, really obvious. I'm like, they didn't, I mean, like, I guess. But, like, it seemed like a weird note that, like, someone had to, like, kind of program 9-11 in the movie. And I mean, they're, they're not going to deny it. I, Are you denying it? I'm not 9/11? denying it, but, like, it just, it. Maybe feel a little uncomfortable. Maybe I'm not ready to face my uh, the uh, shit. All right, we we really got off the rails there. I, I noticed it. I'm like, why did they do 9/11 in this movie? I had I have it as a point. But oh yeah, before we get off the point of um him traveling 100 years in the future, uh, there was basically the scene where um he and his wife from the past ask like what they dream of and his wife says she dreams to one day be able to afford her uh, own gravestone because they're really poor and like his his thing is that he really wants to drink seltzer water because i guess that's not really a big thing and it's like fancy in 1919 i thought that was awesome because i like seltzer and like the first thing he does when he meets his great grandson we gotta have a seltzer cast where we just taste a bunch of seltzer yeah i know i know you actually had a seltzer talking point for later honestly well, we won't we won't spoil it now. We'll spoil it or not. We'll talk about it in like three or four hours after we get done with the first scene from the pickle movie. <laughs> we'll talk about this for an hour and then some stupid ass game. Yeah, <laughs> but but okay. So he's back in the future, back to the future, really. 
And uh, the first thing he does, he has a seltzer. He his, his life is is good. He then goes to the grave of his his wife and and sees that it's decrepit. Sees that they're putting up some like vodka sign, uh, and he finds that to be Cossacks. It's like Russian, so he's like the Cossacks who like destroyed his village. So he goes to attack the uh, construction workers that are there, thinking that they are the people who destroyed his village a hundred years ago, and uh, they get arrested. Yeah, so they get arrested, and basically this has massive impacts on the great-grandson because he's trying to make this app, which looks so fake. I don't know why they have apps on, like, iPads look so unbelievably fake on yeah, uh, in movies. Every time they have, like, some sort of software or app or something in any form of media, it always looks fucking terrible and, like, phoned in and stuff like that. I don't that. really get I it because they could just, like, have a very basic app created for, like, just... Like, it doesn't have to actually do what they say the app Cause does. Because the, the people that make it or have the idea for it don't know anything about app development or anything like that. So they're just like, oh, it had, make it pop. And that's what they come with. So, yeah, uh, the app that, that Seth Rogen is creating, a great, well, they're both Seth Rogen, the great grandson is creating is, like, you basically scan products and, like, it's very hipster. And it's like, oh, it says, like, the ethic ethics score of the app so uh he like goes into a venture capital meeting and like yeah we can't fund your app because you literally just got arrested for like assault and that's not very ethical so yeah <laughs> so it like ruins his life and the other guy otherwise said that it was like a really good idea yeah so this basically so, gets fucks his life up this basically gets uh seth rogan well both seth rogan's uh into a fight basically saying like oh since since you showed up my life kind of sucks and the great grandpa uh, Seth Rogen basically denounces the uh, new Seth Rogen. I this I'm botching. He says, he says, you are not my family. I will become pickle master, and he uh, he's gonna make a pickle empire to get back at him. Yeah, and and he does. He really does. He the the pickle montage when he's like initially creating the company <laughs> is probably my favorite scene. He's doing some stupid ass shit. Like he's he's like grabbing pickles out of like a garbage can and like he's like I find pickle cucumber and salt in garbage can behind Whole Foods. Yeah, and there's like a scene. He's, he's like uh, pedaling his pickle like cart jars in the middle. with like sh- like shit. In them, yeah, like, like bird shit and like rainwater and like he's pedaling his pickle cart in like the middle of New York City like roads and it's like I I. It got a laugh out of and me. The, the hipsters come out and they're just like, oh my god, it's so artistic. Yeah, it's like... and it's local. So like because he's he like does well with the hipsters who like his accent and like his locally grown products. That is until the health inspector shuts him down on a tip from his great grandson. And this is where the movie this is where the movie I think uh, starts to go downhill. Uh, basically, I think the first half hour of this movie, first like half really, are it, it's like it's good. It's like a fun concept that's funny. But then Seth Rogen's, uh, like, modern character becomes the biggest bitch on the planet. He's so hateable. <laughs> Pretty much. And he's like, oh, my, my hundred-year-old, you know, relative who got brined uh, is doing well. I'm going to ruin him. Yeah. But it doesn't ruin yeah, him. Yeah, he gets, he, gets so je- like, he gets so jealous that, like, he's like, oh, I'll get to send the health inspector. And then he, like, gets an intern because uh, he finds out what interns are uh, that didn't exist a hundred years ago. And then, like, he has free workers that get his health up to par. Then he uh, is like, oh, you got to get a Twitter because, like, they had, like, this kind of reconciling. And then his racist views come out. And then the movie gets, like, weirdly political where his racist views get him, like... Uh, he gets, like, he gets like alt-right. Yeah, pretty much. Where, like, people, like, love it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, you're not afraid to say what you want to say. Yeah, yeah, down with women and shit like that. Like, yeah, and, and the only reason why he, he then... Um, then fails is because 
again, new fuckboy Seth Rogen, it, like, gets him to admit that, like, yeah, he's Jewish and he doesn't like Christianity. So, extremely political tones, like, th- half an hour, or uh, past half this movie. It's sign of the times, man. Yeah. It's, I, it's very, uh... Seth Rogen's making a statement with, with the Pickle, pickle movie. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean that's that's like basically the movie. Yeah. Like you know they they, they do that and they reconcile and then like that's the end. There, like, there's a few steps in between. First of all, this whole montage of like him getting in trouble for like all of his opinions, like it was national news that this guy like was pickle brined and like came out. And he's like a hundred years in the past. I feel like everyone forgets that and like they're like they hold him to his views <laughs> like in like 2020. And I guess yeah, he's living in 2020. He has to assimilate to the times. It, it, that's, I just think, like, everything in this movie is not meant to be taken. Like I said earlier, you suspend your belief, just pretend it's I'm gonna happening. I'm going to poke and... so many holes in this goddamn plot. Dude, it's, it's, it's literally pickle movie. Dude got brined for 100 yeah, years. Yeah, but they like, explained that. Can't... They said the scientists explained it well and everyone believed him, so. Can we talk about that for a second? There's like, all right, good luck. Like, yeah. They just, like, let him go out the front door. It's like, yo, you, you let's go stay in your, your grand whatever's apartment i mean maybe they would have like, done you, something different if he if he didn't have any living relatives but like they they at least like had let's someone. think about in 2020 if this actually happened do you think they would just let him go like that like i feel like they would like they probably wouldn't even tell the world they probably like yeah they, him, like, they would they would facility. like just do experiments on him they would they he would not Dude, there could would be, not live how many pickle men do you think are really there right now that they're not telling us about I think that everyone that has been brined for more than 20 minutes in a pickle uh, jar is dead. There might be <laughs> dead people floating in pickle barrels. Yeah, how do you, how does he breathe? Like that doesn't make any sense. What? Like when he comes pick... out, he's like there's like pristine pickles. You you were the one like, who just water. said suspend your disbelief. We're not gonna like pick apart the pickle okay, theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> pickle apart the theory. Ha. Oh, I want to die. <laughs> uh, basically, after all of this like hate mob going towards. Uh, the great grandfather. Uh, we we see a reconciling of the two. He basically says, "I know you don't like me, but if you help me get into Canada, because through this they like also discovered that he wasn't like properly uh granted citizenship, so they wanted deported." Uh, he's like, "Oh, if you help me sneak into Canada, I will never talk to you again." So they go on a trip to Canada. They actually reconcile to the point where uh, younger Seth Rogen. Is he's he's willing to admit to uh, the grandpa Seth Rogen that I was the one who orchestrated all this bad stuff that happened to you because I was jealous, and uh, I guess he probably thought that he would forgive him. No, instead he like beats the like, shit, beat out, the of shit out of him and then pretends to be them be him. So uh, one thing we didn't mention about this movie is that uh, the only differing quality really besides the terrible accent uh, from the grandpa Seth Rogen is that they one has, has a, a beard, beard, the grandpa one does. And uh, fuckboy Seth Rogen has no beard and glasses. So Grandpa Seth Rogen shaves his beard because I guess like his backpack, the fuckboy Seth Rogen's backpack had a, a, a beard shaver. He shaves his beard, wears yes. the glasses, and uh, basically pretends he's pretends fuckboy him. Seth Rogen. And the Canadian police deport uh, fuckboy Seth Rogen, who they think is Grandpa Seth Rogen, 
to the U.S. Can we talk about how stupid that trial was? That that is that. So they're like, look at his face. He doesn't have a beard. Well, then Charles Manson, if he had a beard, he wasn't the guy. Like, yeah, the 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 scene where they basically uh, go to trial and like deport him, deport fuckboy Seth Rogen to Eastern Europe, is one of the most terribly acted uh, scenes I've ever seen in a movie. I get they were trying to be comedic. A lot of it's intentional. Yeah, I feel like it was intentional. Like they over exaggerated like a lot of the lawyerly traits, but like it just. It, oh my god i was i thought they could have done a better job but anyway um seth rogan from the future is now being deported to um eastern europe to basically go where where we started the movie at in in 1919 or whatever and he has no idea what's going on he's scared and <laughs> it's like lost. slavic as fuck there's people in like adidas like track suits like running like half dilapidated motorcycles around like it's pretty funny. Yeah, it is pretty funny, but like he has nowhere to go, so basically they point him to the synagogue and like I feel like this entire movie is an allegory for Seth Rogan's legitimate like Jewish reawakening as is like he's entering his uh midlife I don't want to say midlife crisis, but like he's what like 40 something. Probably. Like yeah, it's like he enters a synagogue, he like rediscovers religion and like gets like a sense of community based on these like Eastern European people and like okay, uh, this movie gets weirdly political and weirdly religious, but uh, I I get it. Judaism's pretty cool. I'm I'm a fan. So, <laughs> uh, Dana's like sitting here like uncomfortable. Like I can't talk about this. I'm I I didn't grow up this way. <laughs> like like I'm not allowed to have opinions. <laughs> but but uh, it it really just ends in that Grandpa Seth Rogen feels bad, goes to Eastern Europe, and uh uh let lets him switch back. And the movie ends. They're gonna start a pickle business where they sell pickles online. There is. Almost no resolution. It's like, okay, all this shit where you it got me ends. deported, I guess we're fine now. And it's like, we're going to make a pickle business. And then it just ends. And that's the movie. How I see this movie is, and I, I do kind of like that there were an era where people can do this. There's probably guys just came together like, yo, I got this dumbass movie idea for a movie. The budget on this thing is probably super low. $20 million. Is $20 million to make this? This was supposed to be in theaters. Really? Yeah, it was supposed to be in theaters. This movie was so shitty. What the fuck with $20 million? Give me $20 million. I mean, you I understand most of lasers. most of a movie's budget is like uh, like Seth like Rogen. Advertising. No, Seth like Seth Rogen's like, pay me $10 million and I'll make you a movie. Like, pay me $10 million and I'll be your pickle man? Like, what the fuck? Well, okay, the, the costume and like scene direction in this movie is actually really great. Like, uh, it... Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. especially the parts that are, like, in old-timey... Uh... He's literally the only actor in the movie, though. Yeah, it's true. It, it's it's based on a short story as well, so it's, like, not even your idea of, like, oh, I just have a weird-ass idea, let's make this into a movie. Everything you said is wrong. Well, fun. <laughs> Dude, wait, who, who, who's like, hey, I want to I wanna make the Pickle Man movie. Seth Rogen is obviously, I want to make the Pickle Man movie. Who else would say, I want to make the do, Pickle do you Man think movie? He would, do you think he wanted to, or they approached him, like, we'll give you $10 million to do Pickle Man movie, and he's like, I will do... The Seth Pickle Rogen movie. and Simon Rich, who is the producer of the film, began to discuss the idea for the film as early as 2007. So they've been, they've been brewing this. That was a long motherfucking time ago. Yeah, they've been brewing this. You would suggest this movie, since you're like... You are the pickle man. I I you am the pickle man. I have for those who don't know, I have a history of eating pickles badly on stream. I have I'm literally uh behind <laughs> me. There's a pickle in the background. Um, I I'm a fan of pickles. They're okay. I I don't like pickles at all. What? Sorry. Well, then fuck you. Hope you die. You didn't even say <laughs> what out loud. I just saw you mouth it. That's the pickle movie, man. It's called American pickle. Un-American like pickle. Not not un-American like not patriotic. I'm talking a n. 
American Pickle. It's in the title. I don't have to explain this. I like this. calling it The Pickle Man. The Pickle Man. Honestly, that's a pretty good... Like, have you ever seen The Lawnmower Man? Uh, I've seen the game, and I have no concept of any of it, so no. This is like psychological horror, kind of like The Lawnmower Man, so pretty much the same. Okay. Psychological... It's definitely a psychological thriller <laughs> for the times. So... What, what did this get on, like, Rotten Tomatoes? 75%. Like, really like, good reviews? 5 out of 10 on IMDb, yeah. though. I'm like... The, the thing is, I could see this getting a pretty high tomato meter score. I hate tomato... Or Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. I, yeah. I can see this getting a high tomato meter score because everyone's giving this a 3 out of 5. Like, this is barely passing as positive, but, like... The, this is a 3 out of 5, I Yeah, it's say. like a... It's a 6 out of 10. It's like, it... It's it's more good than bad. I had some yeah, legitimate but laughs. But, like, this is a no not, no way a good movie. I will never, ever watch this movie ever again. Ever. Not even with the presence of other people. If someone else is like, let's watch this movie, I will be like... Can we watch something else? I'll, I'll say, oh, you can watch that on your own time, but I've already seen that, and I don't really feel like it. I It, it was okay. You, you could watch it. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, um, for anyone who has HBO Max, it's free on HBO Max. That's how they're releasing it, so. Yeah, might as well. It's yeah. free. It, I, that's that's where I watch it. I have HBO Max. I'm a whore to, oh, shit. to, to HBO. It's how it works. We Well, that was something that was a, a you know, 6 out of 10. Uh, did we do something else this week that is possibly better than a 6 out of 10? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. But, I mean, on the topic of movies, we watched Indie Game the movie, right? And uh, we, we mentioned yeah. Super Meat Boy, uh, Braid slash The Witness. Uh, and there was another guy named Phil Fish, and he made a game called Fez. And I feel like this is kind of a saga of, of like, this, this podcast. We've been talking so much, like, since The Witness about these people. And we're finally yeah. getting around to playing Fez. Uh, which I feel like has been uh, kind of alluded to for the past couple podcasts. Fez is a game, as I've said like four times already, by Phil Fish, prominently featured in Indie Game the Movie, and was released probably after like the most controversial uh, dev cycle of an indie game in recent memory. I think that this game is okay. There we go. I, I said it. Actually, I loved it. Like I Did I, you beat I actually, it? No, I, I have like 60% of it done. I, I have a 40 or like I, somewhere between 40 and 50% of it done. Uh, I, I think it says I have. How do you have like, how do you have like seven I, hours I, played? What do you mean? Why do you ask that question when you know every single time I play a game, I AFK for like. Why do you, why do you AFK in every game? Because I don't care about total, play, like I, I realistically have about four to five hours in this game. I think it says I have like eight. Okay. I have, I have like just about two. Really? Yeah. And, and you have. 60% of the game? Yeah. I think I, like, spend too much time on... What? Really? Yeah, you can go see my playtime, and I'm, I'm like, 60.78. So I, I have some notes on this, which may seem relevant. I'm going to explain the game a little bit. You know, like I said, it's made by uh, pretentious Canadian man, Phil Fish, or whatever the fuck his name is. He wears a, a scarf. He, it seems like he made the entire game by himself. That alone is pretty... Uh, two, Three people made this game. Uh... Phil Fish designed the graphics and, and the levels. Uh, the actual programmer for this game was the other guy featured in Indie Game the Movie. Okay. Uh, okay. And then the business partner that left the development uh, early is the music designer. So uh, he, okay. he made all the levels. He made all the graphics. So basically you control a little man. I, I don't know what the fuck his name is. He's a little uh, white snowman, you know, puffy looking boy. And what the game consists of is you are on a 2D plane. However, 
the entire map is kind of shaped like a cube, so you can rotate the map on an axis, and that will change the scenery around you to, I guess, change the map. Uh, it, it's incredibly difficult to explain without you seeing it yourself, but um, the game is essentially four games. Like, think of, like, a 2D map, but then there's, like, four of them, and they're all connected to one each other. Like, it's it's... It's quite insane and a little bit uh, disorienting to get used to. Yeah, but the thing the thing is you do get used to it and the gameplay actually becomes fluid. Yeah. But uh, the way I would describe this, uh, if, if you've ever seen, uh, there's a Carl Sagan video on the shadow of a 4D shape. Uh, basically, the way that, think about how a cube looks in real life. Uh, if, if you design that and you draw that on a 2D plane, you can draw a cube on a 2D plane, but you can't actually, like, represent the cube in its entirety. You you see the yeah. shape, but you can't rotate it like a cube. Uh, you can't see the yeah, other like side. Yeah, like, something on one plane might be jutting out, but then if you rotate it, it'll be coming towards you, so it looks, you know, maybe it looks only too wide, but then if you put it on a different plane, it looks like it's, like, eight wide or something like that. So the mechanics of the game, like, there might be a ladder on that, that when you turn to another plane, it looks vertical, but, like, on another plane, it's, like, several feet apart from each other. Which makes for some interesting gameplay. Yep, I mean, I, um, I actually, well, yep, it, it makes for some varied gameplay. I would, I would honestly uh, say it's not that interesting. Uh, I, I think that this, I, I think it's pretty cool. Th- this game to me is a lot more substance, or it's a lot more style than substance. Uh, I, I personally, I, I appreciate. So first of all, I want to say, Phil Fish, to all the people who like gave him shit during the development he made a game that is so fucking polished like this this game looks so good it sounds so good it sounds good like and it play it it does what it's expected you're expecting it to do very well like it's a concept executed masterfully i just personally don't think that the gameplay is good enough to like really like i'm not gonna ride home about it i would i would probably call this game somewhere in the seven to eight out of ten range just because oh yeah yeah once yeah. you get past like this game is beautiful and this concept's really cool i was i was just like i i didn't really have that much of a reason to continue it i i kind of didn't feel motivation so let me ask you a question i you started to say it a little bit earlier you said that you like you were like trying to complete each zone before you moved on to the next one. Right? I, I play games in a completionist style, so I, I, I did... That That is one of the reasons... I do the same thing. However, this game is not to be played like that. This game is literally like, you find a door, just go, see where it goes. Like, that is this game. Like, it is a labyrinth, a maze of maps, of doors, of... You just go, 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 go. Like, that's what made me enjoy it, because I was doing the completionist shit. And I'm like, this is fucking boring. This is so overrated. But as soon as I threw that out the window... I enjoyed it so much. I mean, more. I don't know. I spent the majority of the time just collecting the. So, so the way that this game works is uh, there's like some rip in the space time continuum, and you have to get these uh, cubes. And you could either get full cubes or more commonly cube shards. Eight shards makes a cube. And then the more cubes you get, the more places you unlock. Uh, you you basically go through doors to get to new parts of the level, and then and then you basically it's kind of like puzzle platforming where you just you you yeah. solve each individual room and you get uh prizes for solving that room um and and yeah pretty much the way that you you will be playing this game is is just you you see a door you go through it you get the cubes uh there's probably another door and it it kind of leads back uh to like hubs and then you go through a different door and and you you go through what dana correctly describes as a labyrinth of of levels here but I don't know. Like the more I played this game, the more the rooms felt the same. I, I 
I understand. Well, I got pretty far, and things do get extremely varied, and the platforming does get you know difficult with like different platforms that are rotating, exploding, things coming at you. Like as you play through it, you get through different uh, scenery zones and things that do vary up the gameplay. I I got to many different things. I got to uh, platforms that that disappear. I got to mushroom uh, like things that you bounce on. I got to like. I, I got to a lot of different stuff, and I, I don't know. I just I didn't feel super compelled to continue. I mean, I did for the podcast. I, like, tried to get as far as I could. Yeah. But, like... Well, let me ask you a question real quick. So, it's like, you say you completion... You like to do the completionist thing. So, did you, like, find a door and be like, all right, I want to finish everything in the zone before I go through that door type thing? Or did you, like, go through the door and be like, ah, okay, this just goes to the next part. Let me go back and finish that part. Or... If, if I was ever, like, slightly more motivated, I would go and try to, like, gold a room. So, basically, rooms on the map, they'll show as gold when you get everything in the room. Uh, I yeah. I did that, but I, I realized for a lot of the secrets... Did you get any of the secrets? I got, like, five of them. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, for some of the secrets, I'm like, I don't really care enough to do this, so I'm... They're, like, super esoteric. Yeah. Like, unbelievably so. Yeah, so I, like, for... for If I was slightly more motivated, I'd go through it, but, like, I, I was mainly just kind of, like, playing this and, and trying to just get all, like, the little cube shards in the room. Not, not like, any of, like, the secret stuff, and... Yeah. And, I don't know, just... I, when I was playing the game, I was appreciating everything around the gameplay way more than the gameplay. Like, I was just like, wow, this is a beautiful game. Wow, I feel uh, the scenery is pretty nice. Wow, um, this little Fez yeah. guy is kind of cute. Well, I played the game in about 45 minutes spurts because, like I said, I felt very much the same way. Like, oh, this is very pretty, but it's like the gameplay. I'm like, I can either take it or leave it. Um, but like I said, as I, as I was playing it more and more, I really started to enjoy once I threw out that, like, all right, I got to get everything. Got to get all the secrets. Got to 100%. Got to gold everything. Uh, and just go to the next area, you know, get everything that's like surface level that I find pretty easily without having to go up and down and search every nook and cranny for like the one last shard or something like that and just go on to the next zone. And I I, I, like, I want to play it like right now. That's how much I enjoyed it. Grapefruit Boys. I mean, that's really all there is to say about Fez, to be honest. I enjoyed it. Uh, I want to continue it. Like I said, it's extremely short. Like, this game is probably four hours total. This game is apparently six Maybe. hours. I, I think I'm just getting preoccupied a little bit on, on some of the uh, the puzzles here. I, I will say, though, I'm probably never playing this again. Like I said, how you're playing it, I feel like... So I, I could acknowledge that this is a very well-made game, and I, I honestly think that, like, go Phil Fish for making this game. But at the same time, like, this game, it's just not for me. Not every game that is well-received is going to be... Uh, Should I pause? accessible to everyone and i'm willing yeah. to accept that oh yeah like i like i didn't like baba very much yeah and that's like, a very well accepted or well reviewed game uh like you you probably have had people since well at least if not you've you've had me at least say like, what you didn't like baba are you serious like yeah i'll have people like what you didn't really like fez it's okay there's so many there's too many games honestly and well i'm gonna say you played it wrong well fuck you it, it just reminds me of when we were watching indie game the movie when uh what's his fuck what's his uh, fuck John Bolt or whatever. Jonathan Blow was, was like in I, like all the reviews. He was he, he he was like super pissed because like they're not playing the game right. Well, Sam, you're not playing this right. You're not supposed to completionist. You're supposed to have the whimsicality. Then of a why child did he make exploring the game completionist and looking for the secrets and appreciating the world? You're not supposed to be like, oh, I got to get a hundred percent in every zone. Like, well, he should have made a hundred percent so hard. Fuck you, Phil. It Fish. is very hard. I liked it. I want to play it. I want to try to beat it. All right. Any um, more thoughts on the witness? Before, or not the witness? Fez. Before we close this out, I was thinking Jonathan the Blow. Shitness. 
No, that's it. It's I mean, there's really much not much to say about it. I think it's a cool game. It's very stylized. I had fun. Um, I'm in this cemetery zone that's like super fucking scary. I'm slightly after like the eight cube zone where like you go the the, the area actually like hurts my eyes where it, like flashes like a uh, bright every couple seconds like it's a night nighttime oh, zone. You're in the in the, like the outside town. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just past the sixteen. Okay. Door. I I think I have something like ten or eleven, but like that I remember just like specifically going there. I'm like ew. I'm at, this hurts. I think I'm at 22, and the next door I have to go to, it, it costs 32 to get through. Yeah, I mean, so. that's the end of the game. There's only 32 there. Really? Oh, okay. I think one of my favorite things about this game, though, I, I love that Like I, we're closing, and I'm just like, one more thing. The the death animation is like so sad. You're just like, ah! Bro. Yeah, you like plop on... It's like, yep, if I fell off a cliff, I would probably plop on the ground and die. I like that there's no lives. Oh yeah, I like it, this game. This game is very low stress. Yeah, I I think that lives are honestly a relic of the past, and we shouldn't have them in general now. I mean, even Mario doesn't have lives anymore. So yeah, like this game, you just you just play through it. That's 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 how I see it. It's like just play through. Want to know? Want to know? Uh, stressful though. Uh, the sticky keys menu keep popping up for me. I'm like shit. I'm trying to play this game. I had to like disable it. I play every game with a controller, so oh, it's like okay. Yeah, because. A uh, left shift is like the the what is it like dialogue you button? You just play every game with a controller. I don't know. This game is like it's pretty good on keyboard. I had no complaints about controls except I I for some reason I guess I just haven't I haven't dealt with sticky keys in so long that like I I forgot to disable it. It's like yeah I enabled sticky keys like five times before I'm like this is not gonna work. Dude, just get a controller. Sit Fuck back, sticky keys. Dew. Okay, how about that? Some, some dinosaur chicken nuggets. And just it's, bring you something. It's not back, keyboard you know? control's to those fault. Days. It's Microsoft's fault. This is this game's about to bring you back. We're fucking having sticky keys. We both had completely yeah, different sticky, coherent points there. You got sticky keys for a different reason. Yeah, I just pour syrup on them. That's yeah, definitely syrupy. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually I like. Speaking of weirdly political, like the uh, every single time I say like, oh, speaking of politics, like oh, speaking, of, yeah, we should, we gotta have this oh, speaking of uh, counter, yeah, honestly, just intervention on me here, I guess, but yeah, you probably love it when I'm like, oh, let's talk politics, but no, I I will say, uh, I went down like a rabbit hole like on the whole Phil Fish controversy like after after like the discussion from last week, and I got I've been yeah. watching a lot of Innuendo Studios, which makes like a lot of videos on like political like political movements and like gamergate and stuff like that and like yeah I've... i didn't look into it but will i ask was it justified no not at all yeah i i assumed like he's just the guy who makes games and everyone was just like attacked him for no well reason, it right? wasn't for no reason the thing about phil fish is that like he was one of the few people that like got really into the weeds and like if someone said fuck you to them he would say like fuck you back and like as a public figure, you're not supposed to stoop down to the level but like people are already on like this shitty level like it doesn't excuse them but well, what people don't realize is these guys are they're just like normal people like you or me at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, I, like, I I think what what happened was or the the point they were trying to make is like, like Phil Fish was treated as like this famous guy, but in reality, like he's like if you ask a random guy. person who Phil Fish is, they'll have absolutely no idea who you're talking about. Like, um, it's like you asking that uh, exchange student who Hideki. Yeah, exactly. Was. Like this <laughs> this like game that. sold multiple millions of copies, but for every like. Two million divided by seven billion is so it's a very small number. Yeah, ask a random person in India; they're gonna have no idea. Yeah, exactly. So, Phil Fish was hated <laughs> because he looked like a hipster, uh, lashed out on the internet. There was a perception he didn't make anything; he was just kind of like trying to 
put cogs in the wheel because Fez was such a such a long development process. People forget though, he made two other games before Fez. It wasn't like he was this random guy yeah. won an award through nepotism. Like he, first of all, if you look at Fez and say that game, like it, like it didn't take a lot of effort. Like no, this is an extremely good product, but. Like, Atsumi ambitious, yeah. like, as far as, like, take away the gameplay, just, like, everything else behind it is, like, fantastical. Like, the the physics alone are out of this world. When when you look at all the games in any game the movie, they probably took the biggest risk uh, because... Absolutely. The directors probably took the biggest risk here because the other games were released before the movie was released. Uh, Super Meat Boy and Braid Mm -hmm. both were reviewed and both were extreme critical successes. So they could have said, oh, look, these are awesome developers. But Fez never came out. Uh, well, this at least uh, when they were making the movie, Fez never Not came to out. Not like like two like two or three years later. Right? Uh, I think it was I think it was about six months later. But at the same time, like th- the other games were at least like they came out and like they were good. They didn't know if Fez like really even deserved the praise it got. Like in the, like praise being uh, like a slot in indie game the movie. But it it gave it when it came out. Like this game obviously deserved to be held to a candle of games like Super Meat Boy yeah. and Braid. So yeah. Well, I think that made the movie better though because they took something that everyone didn't know was going to be good and followed the story of something of what it could be, you know, which I, I really enjoyed that movie, man. I, I, yeah, it was a good documentary. Uh, I, I think that everyone who hated on Phil Fish because he didn't make a product looks like an idiot. I mean, there are, they are probably already idiots because they're just like mad at yeah. game developers on Twitter. Like, fuck. Like, like I didn't get my video games. Like, yeah, they should they should be creating things other than tearing people down. Just like the people who uh, I've been going a lot of like random fan wikis lately, uh, and just oh God. just like I I linked you a bunch, but I didn't know if you if you saw it. Like people are making weird ass wiki articles. Like the it was like with like Drake on like Ice the, Age wiki. Like, so apparently how, apparently yeah. Drake like the rapper <laughs> plays a character in like one of the Ice Age movies, and like. Because they got to be thorough on the Ice Age wiki. They have a page on Drake the Rapper. It's like, oh, yeah, Drake the Rapper plays this one character in Ice Age. It's like a highly detailed article on, like, Drake the Rapper was born in Toronto. He plays the sloth character or something like that. It's like, why does these things exist? Like, there, there's, like, so many random, like... Like, the, th- the thing about Wikipedia uh, and, and wikis in general is that they skew really video game, anime-heavy, uh, really a lot of nerd interests... Yeah. And, like, you, you look at, like, an important, like, amphibian creature for, like, evolution, like, like something that, like... I, I just assume everyone who writes this shit is, like, fetishizing that specific character, and that's the only reason why they, like, hyper, like, analyze and post shit about it. So I'm, I'm a regular like Wikipedia you... editor, and so I, I know the, uh, the, the wiki uh, demographic makeup, and it's, like, pretty much the basement dweller nerd. Um, the the okay. gender divide on wikipedia is something like 90 10 like 90 percent male and there it's like also people uh interested in nerd culture so like you'll you'll see like an article for like let's say neon genesis evangelion like each episode of neon genesis evangelion will have like the most highly detailed article of all time like sourced beautifully like this this article will last for thousands of years and people will be able to understand what's going on here and then like you'll go to like some like random uh biology article on like the like a stepping stone in the evolutionary process of humans it's It's like like, two sentences pretty much it's like oh i could list every single uh bionicle movie in in high detail or i could like maybe contribute to 
mankind's counter that point uh what i feel is that a lot of the people who do these edits since they're not actually creating anything uh they have the time and really nothing else going on in their lives to do these things versus like the people that do create things uh don't exactly have people that have the time to make these thorough Wikipedia articles on, you know, like the genitalia of like amphibians or something. Like <laughs> I mean, that. I mean that's fair, but uh, like honestly, I, I know a lot of people in academia, and they actually, I, I know a bunch of them that actually spend time and contribute to Wikipedia. I feel like, uh, especially oh, those cool. in the uh, the research field, uh, feel the need to to contribute. Because oh, you have so many friends in the research field. Yeah, I. I I went to graduate school and stuff like that. And well, aren't you special? Do you know what I went to? I went to the school of the streets. You you went to the corner and and you sold meth to. I got I got street smarts like Gucci Mane. He has a song called Street Smart. You were just feel like crying mid podcast. Why? Because I tried to quote Gucci Mane and it was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm I'm crying because. An arcade that I really liked uh, growing up in Chicago is is closing, and I'm not talking about like the, the shitty arcade down the street. They 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 opened like uh, one of the first. Growing up, you were you were like 20 when it started. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was like, like opened in like growing 2014. Growing up back in the day when I was 20. Yeah, it, it like opened while I was already away from from Chicago at college. Like I would come back for the summer and be like, oh shit, let's get shit faced at the new round one location. I think I feel like one of the one of the first round one locations in the U.S. was uh, Stratford Square Mall in. In the yeah, Chicago area, it is unfortunately closing down. Yeah, it's closing down. Uh, for those who may not be able to tell, coronavirus is not really good for the arcade scene. Uh, it turns out, like mm, little no. kids slobbering all over uh, machines is a good way to transmit disease. Not only that, it was already probably one of the worst performing round one arcades in the U.S. Before then, for those who don't know what a round one arcade is, round one is the largest uh, arcade. Um, company in Japan, so you got these dope-ass Japanese arcades trying to expand into the U.S. market. They're not just arcades. They got bars, they got karaoke, they got bowling alleys, they got darts, uh, they got... They're fantastic uh, facilities. They got virtual homework podcasts on the free commercial, despite the fact that... They definitely do not. No, I just, I totally but just had should. a commercial. I, I didn't even mean to, but I, that was nothing but praise. They got bad arcade techs who don't really know what they're doing. Well, I think that's the biggest problem is like the Jap. It's you see it a lot with um, Japanese like games and movies and stuff like that. Is that the Japanese, uh, the people in Japan are so disconnected from the American audiences that everything just gets run right into the fucking ground. Yeah, I feel like it's it's not necessarily like. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is better in so Japan. Terribly. I don't know if it's better in Japan, but I feel like the people who are ar- arcade techs in the U.S. have no idea what they're doing. Like they don't get no. any training. It's just like uh, whatever. First, I feel like maybe in Japan they're like there's like a pride behind like doing it on their their own, but like in America they're like fuck it. They're not telling me how to do it. I mean, I I'm gonna be sad to see it go, but at the same time, I'm not going to an arcade until like 2022. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm definitely not going out in public like that. Like I have friends like, hey, we should go out to dinner. I'm like, hey, we should not. Yeah, let's let's not. I mean, like it kind of sucks because the arcade business has just been pummeled into the ground. Like they were actually out of like there was a kind of a revival with the concept of the barcade. Like I would go to like a lot of places with like retro games and yeah, yeah, the games were not super well maintained. That's not the point. It's just like a fun. But that's fine. They were cheap. Yeah, and they were fun. They were cheap and yeah it's like i i personally am not the type to ever go to a bar i i feel like i could 
just go to someone's house and we could get get a few beers and have a fun time versus like overpaying for drinks. But if you if you throw in some arcade games, it it makes it. Uh, I, more fun. I like doing the brewery thing. We get some food or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Breweries are a little different than just like a bar. But like, yeah, it, it's about having like the drinking plus something. Yeah, not just only drinking. Yeah, I've I've honestly never just like gone to a bar. Maybe I'm the weird guy. I've I've never have. Well, I went there for my twenty first. It was super awkward. Because everyone that I went with was like thirty, and I was twenty-one. I the I my first drink at like a restaurant. I was actually it was like a day before my twenty-first birthday. I'm like, oh, I turn, I turn twenty-one at midnight. They're like, oh, do you want a shot of uh? It was Slivovitz, which is like a shout out to that Croatian guy who ran a Vietnamese restaurant, giving okay. me Slivovitz. <laughs> Pretty dope, dude. Spe- oh, I love I love all these speaking of shoutouts. But speaking of the shoutouts. GDQ, uh, for those who are coming from the sh- – I they're like, oh, you want to plug anything? I was recently on GDQ, and I was like, oh, yeah, Virtual Homer Podcast. I'm sorry. Humbleberg. I'm I, I'm not sorry that I was on GDQ. I'm sorry to all the people who started <laughs> listening after I said I have a podcast on GDQ. Cause- uh, dude, it was a sick plug. You are like, by the way, if you don't listen to my podcast, I will come to each and every one of your houses. Yeah, I, I threatened people on the GDQ stage. It was uh, – I'm I'm now banned on every single platform, rightfully because people. that's totally not okay. No, okay. So for those who don't know, uh, <laughs> but by the time you listen, oh, I guess yeah. When you listen to this, I will already have done my run. I have a warpless D4 race that's lost levels uh, on Friday the 21st. I don't know why I'm saying this. This is coming out the 23rd or 24th. I don't know. Some sometime after so, that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you. You're like I have a warpless D4 race. First off, what is GDQ? What do you do? Like, you gotta start from the very beginning. Because what if someone that doesn't know anything about video games? What if, like, my mom listens to this podcast? She's like, I don't know what any of this is. Well, then she's probably gonna be ashamed of you for multiple reasons other than not knowing what GDQ is. Um, <laughs> she's like, you talked about pickles for a half Yeah. Hour. We have, as a society, a love for video games. We do. However, retro games have an issue of being very short. So what do people do to try to make games longer? They try to race themselves, kind of like a ghost in a, in a, in a racing game. Uh, we call this speed running. You're trying to either beat the game uh, in, in certain restrictions, either no restrictions, that's any percent. You have 100%. Dana's laughing at me because this is the most long-winded explanation for speed running of all time. He's like, just fucking hurry it up, dude. But anyway... <laughs> no, it's great. We... Like... One of the ways to get longevity out of retro games, you could also do this with modern games. In fact, this is done a lot with modern games, is you could basically race yourself, try to beat the game as fast as possible. Uh, this is generally called speedrunning. Uh, it depends on the community. But I am a speedrunner. There we go. That's what it is. We're going from the beginning here because Dana made me. Um, one of the games I like to speedrun, Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels, uh, there's a category called Warpless D4, where you basically beat every single level in the game uh, without taking any of the warps that are very common in Mario games. Uh, it's generally done in 36 to 40 minutes. Um, I personally have a 36-minute, 44-second time. I have done over a 1,000 hours of this because I like lost levels more than most people. I think it's very, very impressive to watch. Um, if anybody's never really seen a speedrun, I think it's a really cool run to see because the platforming uh, is, uh, frankly, quite insane. Uh, it's it's very entertaining to watch. So so yeah, speed, I I personally like the run. I I I'm proud of my time. But um, as as part of the speedrunning community, I'm I'm pretty big in the speedrunning community. Like I'm no sorry, I that that's Humble not what break. I meant. I am like humble break. 
I'm deep into the speedrunning community. Like I, I spend a lot of time speedrunning, and I talk to a you're, lot of speedrunners. You're runners. inserted into the speedrunning. Yes, that's community. what I meant to say. Uh, one of the things that <laughs> is really prominent in the speedrunning community is an organization called Games Done Quick. Uh, they run two weekly events every year: Awesome Games Done Quick and Summer Games Done Quick. Uh, each of these events generally gets in the six-figure range for viewership. This year, I submitted and was accepted to run as part of the marathon. These marathons are for charity. A warpless D4 race between me and three other people, GTAs, Cosmic, and Supersonic. Um, and as part of this, uh, we got a, another ability to showcase us as, as GDQ runners as like a mini-event ran by the GDQ channel. Uh, which had like uh, so they're they're doing an actual GDQ thing. Though. Yeah, yeah, we're doing an actual GDQ thing, uh, which which will have already passed by the time this comes out because of our release schedule. But we we also just had a GDQ hot fix, is what they call it, where we got to showcase ourselves as runners. As part of this, uh, at at the end of my runs, they're like, "Oh, hey, do you have any? Where can we watch you?" And I, I mentioned the virtual homework podcast. So if anyone is listening because of GDQ. Uh, feel free to shout us out. Give it shout us out. Feel, feel free to That's comment, like, uh, like Put us. Smoke signals in their yeah, backyard. Smoke signals. Uh, comment. Be like, I. You told me to listen to this, and I'm massively disappointed. A lot uh, of tweet different stuff. At, tweet at Sphinctus and uh, say how much you hate me. Yeah, just be like, your name is kind of inappropriate. And is is that even my ad on Twitter? I bet it's not. I think it's Sphinctus with like two S's or something. We're gonna find out. It's fine. It is just Sphinctus. That's so baller. Yeah, he's a baller. Shot caller. Well, really, he's the other end because the balls are on the front and the Sphinctus is. Next topic. I don't. I don't <laughs> have any other topics. This. <laughs> Dude, like we were talking about seltzer water earlier. There's a seltzer water I really like called the Ha. I can't find it anywhere. Well, Literally. there. You know, there's actual soda shortages, right? Uh, Barks or not Barks root beer. Uh, Dr Pepper came out and said, "Yeah, there's a Dr Pepper shortage because of coronavirus." I literally went to McDonald's and they didn't have. Yeah, it. The, Dr Pepper cannot release enough Dr Pepper. That I went to Menards today. They didn't have paper towels like at all. Like we we were like talking to this woman. They're like, "Oh, where are the paper towels?" Like, "Oh, let's go find them." And then right in front of me, she took both packages of them and didn't let me have one. Like, after I was talking, how we were both talking, how we both... Did you ask, or were you, like, too timid? She just, like, grabbed him and, like, sped off. <laughs> I was like, what? You should have, like, chased after her, like, Terminator T2 style, you know? Just, like... Nah, I'm fucking non-confrontational. He is a weak-ass beta male, uh, as, as certain circles in the in the internet call. Weak, weak-ass baby. Yeah, pretty much. He's a slug boy. Slug boy, I mean, I, I'm I'm not a Dr. Pepper fan, but if I start seeing that, like, seltzer is hard to get, I will be really sad. I I really don't drink much soda, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't. I actually haven't had a Dr. Pepper in years now that I think about it. But I know people are, like, legitimately upset about it. I actually prefer Mr. Pibb. Yeah, I guess. I, I like Mr. Pibb better than Dr. Uh, so the best soda I think that exists is actually Dr. Wells, which is a... Uh, <laughs> It, what the fuck is well, that? Well, okay. Have have you like seen like the generic uh, doctor like like yeah, like Doctor Thunder. No, Dr. but have Bold. you seen like the image on the internet of, like all the different doctors? Like, there's like yeah, thousands yeah. of them. But Doctor Wells is actually it's it's I wouldn't call it like a store brand. Uh, I don't know if you know Dad's Old Fashioned Root Beer. Yes, Dad's is my favorite kind. Of yeah, it's it's an extremely good company. Uh, I think they're really they're based out of the Midwest. They they actually are pretty regional. Yeah. Like a lot of people haven't been able to find them. But Dad's Root Beer has. Uh, more than Dad's root beer, they have cream soda. They have red and blue. Uh, they're really, really sugary. Honestly, like they're, they're I loved them as a kid, but I can't, I can't even handle them anymore. No, I, but I they have a Sprite knockoff uh, called Bubble Up, which is really good, and they have a Dr Pepper uh, knockoff called Dr Wells. Dr Wells is legitimately extremely good. I'll have to try it. 
I try not to drink soda because it's like I really if I'm at like McDonald's because I eat way too much McDonald's I'll get like a Sprite or something like that every once in a while you know maybe once a month or every other month get a little Dr. Pep in me you know no well then well that just ruined everything Hey guys, so if you like the episode, uh, make sure to follow Virtual Homework Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and rate it five stars if you can. Or if you hate it, do five stars anyway, or uh, I will find you. If you rate it less than five stars, Dan will be bound and gagged on a train track. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>